Welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is episode number 71 of the Fret Talk podcast. You are here with your host, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. Say hi, me. Hi, me. I'm getting like weird echo in my ear. It's mental, but the show must go on. Um, we are also here with Mr. Matt Quine, as always. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Wee! What's been up, Matt? How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm generally okay. I think my foot's going to sleep, though, so I'm going to have to readjust. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the listeners don't need to know that. I'll do it so subtly that they won't even care. Um, right. So what have you been up to, Matt? Um, I I did something that the listeners aren't going to believe. I've put together a Telecaster that's been apart for what I thought was about nine months, and then I went back through some photos on my phone and found that I took it apart about 17 months ago. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, by our rules, you should have sold that by now. But it's now a new guitar again, because it's a different (laughs) colour. Yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of reset now, isn't it? Yep. So, So for the listeners who haven't seen pictures... Because uh, you've you've posted some up in the Fret Talk podcast group, haven't you? I have, I have. Um, but for the, for those who who aren't there, just uh, kind of talk us through the process and and how it how it started and and what it looks like now. So basically, the guitar when it was in its original form was a US only FSR um, Fender Telecaster Deluxe. With a Telecaster headstock as opposed to the Strat headstock that's normally on a Telecaster Deluxe. Yeah. And it was in a really cool seafoam green sparkle. That sounds like an epic colour, that does. Should have kept that. You can see that underneath. And, like, it's a really cool idea. And the person who had it before me imported it from the United States to the Isle of Man, so it probably cost them the best part of 220 quid. By the time you ship the guitar here, paid the import duties and everything. Yeah. He bought the guitar because he likes humbuckers, he likes telecasters, but he doesn't like the Strat headstock. He wanted the tele headstock. Yeah. And the guitars that were on sale in the UK at the time for the the deluxe were the Strat headstock ones. So he imported this from the States, but he doesn't like sparkly colours. <laughs> so he bought an FSR guitar that was 900 US dollars, paid... 200 quid import on it and then he took it apart and stripped it back didn't even just paint over the top he stripped all the paint away so it's only in the cavities that you can see it and then he sprayed it what he said was Fiesta Red now you've seen photos of it when it was it's old colour Yeah. It's... did it look Fiesta Red to you? I would probably go with sad orange but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah It was a very orange colour, and he'd done a really bad job. There were runs everywhere. There was bits where he'd missed. It just looked terrible. The feel of the finish was all, like, rough and rippled. Yeah, yeah. It was just crap. And I didn't mind that. I wasn't fussed. I was playing it, and then the bridge pickup went microphonic. Um, So I took the guitar apart, sent the bridge pickup to Fletch, and said, can you have a look and see if this is salvageable? He think, he thought it was a potting issue, yeah. which it sounds like it is, because when I've plugged it back in since, it's not getting the horrible squeal when you put it on the neck pickup, but don't know yet until I can string it and play through it, but um, I think he's probably sorted that. 
but it came back and I was like I really don't want to put it back in a guitar that looks horrible when I've got the scratch plate off already yeah so I took all the electronics off because literally everything apart from the jack socket is in the scratch plate so I was like well I've got the rest of it out so I undid the jack socket and then pulled off all the um, whatever the things that you put in the back of a telecast where you put the strings through whatever you call them pulled them you know the like metal things when you string them through the back of a telecaster oh the ferrules yeah that's them ferrules or whatever you call them Um, so I took them out because they're obviously metal and then I unscrewed the neck and I was like I'm going to refinish this and then it sat in the corner of my room and it sat in the corner of my room for a very long time didn't it and it sat in the corner of my room and then in September this year no, in August I took it round to my dad's, intending to spray it. We sanded it back so it was a smooth finish. We didn't go right the way through the to get rid of all the orange paint. We just sanded it back yeah. to being a smooth finish. And then every time I intended to do it, it was a crap weekend or something happened <laughs> and I couldn't get round to my dad's or whatever. And then sometime in September, I finally got round. So I sprayed it with grey primer. And the next layer was supposed to be silver. Yeah. But it turned out to just be glitter. So I then did like four layers of glitter and then did some glitter lacquer over the top of that. Yeah. And it actually looks like it's silver sparkle because the primer was the right kind of like light grey to come out as silvery by the time you've put a load of glitter over it. Yeah. And I think it's it come out and the finish looks really good. It's a nice clean. There's no runs, there's no lumpy bits, there's no missing bits. It's a, a nicely finished because I'm really happy with the job I've done with it. Yeah, no, it look from from what I've seen it looks absolutely banging. Um it it's almost got like a a blue kind of hue to it in the in photos which yeah, it, it just makes it even more kind of intriguing. Yeah, and it, it does. It looks totally different to anything I've seen before. Like, even normally Silver Sparkle is like a really light grey, and this is just a little bit darker to just pull that kind of the the contrast. Like, I really like it anyway. Yeah. But and- I, at the time I refinished it, I went, oh shit, I've got a white scratch plate that's gone off colour. <laughs> that's not going to go with Silver Sparkle. Yeah, I mean, potentially it could, but you've. You've gone for a, a a different route, and it's definitely. I mean, as if it weren't taught, this would be my next next choice. Yeah, so I've gone for a black, white, black three ply um, scratch plate. Yeah. Um, I just thought I've seen silver guitars with black scratch plates before. I think it looks banging, so I went for that. Picked that up. That arrived three weeks ago, yeah. and then. Last Friday, I put the guitar together, but but it was like half past nine by the time everything was together, apart from the electronics. And I was like, you know what? I can't be asked. I'll solder it another night. And then I went back around to my dad's on Monday night, did the soldering, put the guitar together. It, the soldering was an absolute nightmare because it's 15 months, 16 months, whatever it is, 17 months since I've seen it together. Yeah. I didn't know where I was soldering to, and I just panicked, and I went, oh, fuck, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so, with the help of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mainly um, mainly Mr. Fletcher. Yeah, 
Yeah, mainly Mr. Fletcher. Um, I've, I finally managed to solder it together. And it still wasn't working. Because when I'd soldered the pickup to the lug on the pot, I'd unsoldered the other wire that was soldered to that pot, but not noticed. <laughs> yeah. So I plugged it in and it wasn't working and I was having a hissy fit. My dad was sat in the like I was sat in my dad's living room, he was watching the telly and I was doing this. And it, I was like screaming at this thing, why wasn't it working? My dad's in the corner sniggering at me, laughing in my face. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> as, oh, as my any God. good father and, does. Yeah. Yeah. And he came over and he's like, Look, what's wrong with it? And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong. If I knew what's wrong with it, yeah. I wouldn't be having this thing. And he went, Well, is this wire supposed to be attached to anything? And I went, Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh genius genius yeah and he just goes well it looks like it if it's the same as that one and that one it looks like that wire should go to there and I was like that's where I've just soldered to I've just unsoldered that haven't I and he's like yeah you have <laughs> oh you dickhead but yeah it's together yeah. the pickups make sound when you tap them with um, a screwdriver yep so that's as much as I could test Um Today, I've put strings on it, but because the neck's been off for so long, it's slightly bowed the wrong way. So I need to wait until the strings can pull it back to see whether I need to adjust the truss rod anymore. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I think as long as, from what I've read on the internet anyway, like a week for the strings to be on is long enough for you to tell whether you need to do any adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, you've just got to give it time to settle, haven't you? Yeah. So hopefully this time next week, I can do what I can to set the guitar up and see how it how it feels and sounds. Yeah. Because there is, there is a backup plan if I don't like the sound of these pickups. <laughs> <laughs> Dare I ask? Or? So the backup plan is, it, it's really difficult to find anybody that makes wide-range sounds humbuckers. Yeah. So the backup plan is to buy another black scratch plate, but this time... By the Chris Shiflet Teledux oh, okay, yeah. scrap plate. plate. Now he has normal humbuckers in his. Yeah. And instead of me getting the scratch plate sent to me, yeah, I could get it sent to Fletch, <laughs> and he could load a scratch plate for me with good quality pots and with some really nice pickups. Yeah. And all the all the nice parts and wiring and stuff and then send that over but that's only a backup at the moment that's if I do, don't do get on with it as it is at the moment because that's going to be like another 150 quid but yeah, at the moment all in this guitar has cost me £245 you couldn't make it for that could you? <laughs> no, well it's a Mexican FSR so like yeah like I say it was $900 new yeah I mean, all of the FSR-iness from it is pretty much gone. But but there, it's still a Tele Deluxe with a Tele headstock, which yeah, yeah. there aren't that many out there. Yeah, they're, so they're a good... It's like, got that going for Yeah, a good five or 600 quid just for a Tele Deluxe, didn't they, so... Yeah, and they've got the the, the Batwing strat headstock, you know, the bigger one. Oh, the big the bit. fatty fat one. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them. Oh, I absolutely the love them. Love them. I certainly don't like them on a Telecaster. I... I hate Telecasters without a Telecaster headstock. Like, it angers me. It actually angers me. <laughs> Tellies should have a Tele headstock. Strats can have a Strat headstock, and, you know, I can deal with it. But Tellies should have a Tele headstock because the Tele headstock looks better than a Strat anyway. Uh, I, I think I'd be more angry at a Strat with a Tele headstock. 
I think that would that would irk no, me something. I could, I could deal with that. <laughs> I think what would probably irk me even more. In fact, no, it doesn't because I've seen this happen. I was going to say a a telly with an Explorer headstock, but <laughs> Epiphone made what? they made one. Uh, okay. In the in the 90s I think they made like a Korean one and it looks awesome. <laughs> so it doesn't irk me at all. Um but that's not the only thing that you've been up to this week. Although that is like an absolutely massive massive thing. It's like a, a huge milestone in like fret talk history. Cuz yeah. we've been talking about this pretty much since day 1. <laughs> Practically, yeah. But yeah. Um, you've you've done other things, haven't you? I have. So, something else that we discussed on a really early podcast was a white chicken, which is the like Telecaster-shaped white falcon-style guitar. And I said I got a Chinese copy, and basically, it's probably been out of its case maybe twenty times in the fifteen, sixteen months I've had it. Yeah. So I decided to sell that on. Um, I put it on the gear exchange, um, and within five hours, I had a PayPal payment sitting in my PayPal, which is amazing. The guitar arrived with the the guy yesterday, and he seems happy enough with it. He says it needs a setup, but I told him that. Yeah. So yeah, it's all all's good. So that's gone. I've decided I'm going to sell the Gretsch as well because as much as it's a great guitar. I'm never going to yeah. use it. It's fallen so far down the pecking order because I've, I've obviously I've got my Variax and my Cabernita, which are my main guitars at the moment. I've now got the Tele Deluxe back up and running. I've got my SG with the Fletcher pickups in it. The sounds amazing. I've got a Bolt Strat on the way. I've got a Gibson Les Paul on the way. So there's six guitars that are ahead of it without even thinking. I've still got them Squire Sparkle Strat. Yeah. It was probably going to get used as often as that. And my Squire Sparkle Strat is modified and worthless. So I might as well sell the Gretsch because, like I say, it's so far down the pecking order, it'll just never get used. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense. It, if, it, if it's a good guitar, but just not your good guitar, then why not pass it on to someone else? If If they'll use it, why not? Yeah, well, that's the thing, like... And it is a really good guitar for for the price point. I mean, I think they were. I think I paid four hundred and seven quid new, and I yeah. pumped another twenty five quid into it, putting a new like a Graf Tech nut on it and a roller bridge. Yeah. So maybe all in, it's cost me four hundred and thirty quid, and it's a fantastic guitar for that kind of money. But I think I got carried away with it being gold. I got carried away with it being <laughs> a hollow body. Yeah, I don't need a hollow body. Like I don't. I play indie music mostly when I'm doing my covers, so I don't really need a hollow body for that. Um, yeah, you just you. I mean, you you could could use it, but a lot of time you're going to be using drive. Yeah, and the kind of drive that you're using as well. I mean, you you're a fan of the hot cake. Yeah. You've you've got a tube screamer mini. <laughs> you're stacking Full those tube. things. Yeah, you're yeah. just gonna get. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes you need that, but like most of the time I don't need that. And like, I, yeah. It's just, it's too, yeah, it's it's too kind of one trick pony ish. Yeah. For somebody who does a cover and a wide range of covers. Um, 
I play it at home every now and again, but um, like I say, I've got enough guitars that it should probably go to somebody who's going to actually use it. Because, I like I say, it's a, that. it's a cracking guitar. Like, yeah, but yeah, I don't have a corner of guitars that's overflowing. I have a corner of guitars that's going to be overflowing, but it's not quite yet. And I'd like to not have it overflowing. You can reach that dream, Matt. You can reach that dream. I can, or I could reinvest. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you probably are doing it the smarter way. Whereas I've got, I've, I've got guitars that I go through periodically. So I'll go through like a couple of weeks of playing that specific guitar. Yeah. And by the time I get back to the the first one again, the strings are matted and just nasty on them. <laughs> so I have to then spend like time changing the strings and, and cleaning the guitar down. It's like, it's an endless yeah. cycle. Um, Almost like you've got too many guitars. That, like we we shan't say those words, Matthew. We shan't <laughs> say those words. I, I I am sorry for my blasphemy. The, the problem is, I, I I do think that sometimes I think I've probably got I've probably got enough, and then I'll play the like the ones that I'd go well I consider getting rid of that one. I play them, and yeah, and then you're like, nope, that's there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the one that's probably like the top of the list to get rid of is my um, the the double bound Revelation telly. Yeah. Um, but then I plug it in, and it's got it's got a, a, a Fletch P ninety neck pickup, and this like Alnico four like telly bridge pickup, um, again by Fletch, and because they're Fletch pickups. I, just, I fall in love with it again and again and again. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse. Well, at least I've not got two more guitars coming. <laughs> Shit. Oh yeah. well. So it's it's all right because there's there's something in the works that means you might have space for those two guitars. Yeah, potentially, <laughs> potentially. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, I mean, I've done I've done some stuff this week. Um, I don't I'm not want... finished yet. Are, are you not? not? Are you not? Oh yeah, you've got you've got some more stuff to do, haven't you? Uh, uh, yeah. I've, so I'm just going to take over the whole cast here. Go on. But, go on. Um, so finally, this week, the, my mini pedal board arrived. I picked up a Donna pedal board. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know the ones that do that power supply and you know the, the yeah, yeah. Brand. Picked up one of their smaller boards for twenty three quid, I think. Um, with a carry case, which shit, man. the only reason I, I bought one was because it's got a case. Yeah, because it's got a carry. It means yeah. I can actually now like put it over my shoulder and carry it in one go. So yeah, I picked that up. Um, I also picked up a T-Rex fuel tank mini or whatever it's called. I think it's fuel tank mini. Yeah, yeah, that that the, the little red million. square with five isolated outputs. So. I was then at the stage. I'm still waiting for my Afterglow and my Hello Sailor, which you you currently mm, are harboring. Um, <laughs> it's quite all right. You're, I believe you've got a demo out soon on one or both of them. Um, yeah, well, I've I've recorded the demos for both. Yeah, but this Friday, so it will be it will be last Friday by the time this is out. Is the Afterglow? Uh, and I I sent you a message on the day that I'd done that. Yeah, and and what what did I say, Matt? You said it was amazing and it was really versatile and it could do like subtle all the way to crazy chorus. Yep, 
Yeah, it's pretty much that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't wait to get my hands on this now. You made me as exci- almost as excited for the afterglow as I am for the Hello Sailor. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I wouldn't be that excited because, like I say, again, I've, I've told you about this one, and it is as big as my face, pretty much. <laughs> Which is a, it's a sign of quality, isn't it? Yeah, we've, we've been through this size. Uh, bigger is always better. Indeed. Who am I? Yeah. So yeah, I mean you've. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll I'll hijack a little bit here here now. So as we mentioned, I've done I've done some pedal stuff this week. Um, I I did like a mass of um of pedal demos this week, and I'm not going to tell you what they are because that will ruin the surprise. But like the one of which will be out by now, which is the Afterglow, and spoilers, it is amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. I I own a uh, a Corona chorus by TC as well, the Corona Mini, and um, if it weren't for the tone print, they'd probably be on par. Like the the sound quality is is good, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it's got it's got a mix knob which it can like you can you can get really subtle with. Um, but then. The, you just like dime everything and it's still not an, an unusable sound which um a lot of Good. chorus pedals do they go too far yeah um they go nasty yeah whereas this it sounds really good um the i mean the my usual go to for like a, a a real budget um uh chorus is the the joyo analog chorus which is a two knob one. I think it's like it's based on the CET. Yep. And the the afterglow is as good, if not better, because it's got the Eight. mix as well. So yeah, yeah, it's high praise indeed. If I'm if I'm saying it's as good as that. Yeah, I, like I say, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, yeah, but I, I will say, uh, I, I had a go of your uh, your Hello Sailor, and again, I, I I've got to keep. Keep stum on that one until until I decide to release that video. Um, but I, I I received something through the post uh, yesterday. Um, a good a good friend of uh, of ours, uh, Stuart Tate. Um, we, we were having a little chat the other day, uh, and I, I'd, I'd mentioned to him that I hadn't really tried a rat. I'd tried the Moor rat clone, but that was as close as I'd got to it. And I weren't really impressed with the moor. Um so he said, You know what? I'll I'll sort you out. Uh so he sent me through a uh, a BMB overdrive, which is based quite heavily on the rat. Um Yeah. It's it's fucking amazing. <laughs> Are you sold on them? Yeah, well it turns out that Mr. Stuart Tate can make pedals. He's actually quite good at it. I've heard that. I've heard that he's like not to blow smoke up his ass because he's going to say something about the Arctic Monkeys' new album. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've I've heard that he he has like the, an art for making of the pedals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I always go on about Stuart's kind of never-ending approach for perfection with his pedals, and he's always like revising bits and researching new bits to make 
uh, make his pedals even better. Um, and it pays off. It really does because uh, it's like the BMB is an, an absolutely amazing pedal. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I, was, I was mentioning to him like how, like if you if you take the the gain kind of below like a third on the gain, you can get these really subtle, uh, subtle kind of almost bluesy tones. And he was like, "Nah, fuck that." Dime it, <laughs> max the whole thing. <laughs> like, all right, if I must. Yeah, uh, and it 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 encourages the most childish uh, behaviour because you start playing it and like harmonics start almost jumping out at you. Yeah. So because that happens, you just start hitting pinches every other note, <laughs> and it it's yeah. a pedal that makes me think I'm seventeen again. Just out of interest, what guitar did you play through it? I played my telly, my uh, my my uh, two one two. Number one. Yeah. Fair enough. So it weren't even like humbuckers, but it 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 was so uh, so good of a pedal that I was playing on the bridge pickup for the most most of the time. Yeah. And I was thinking of like picking up a guitar with some humbuckers and getting some real power through it. You see, I've just remembered I've actually played the number one, the original BMB drive. Oh, yeah. Because that used to be owned by Mr. Basin. It did, yes, yeah. And he brought it down to the first fret fest we did. And I believe I was using a saw... Um, what's the modern... It's, 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 yeah, saw modern. Um, you know, the... Yeah. Like, HSS... It was HSH... Um, Strat style, but like really, really modern yeah. um, guitars, and I just remember for like being amazed by it. Like the 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 BMB sound just makes any amp sing. Yes, yeah. Properly, like just like the way that you think that 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 screaming sound should be in a in a really positive, amazing way, and as. Uh, like another kind of positive for this BMB as well. I was doing all of this at not waking the child up volumes. So <laughs> you're doing pinched harmonics and not waking up your child. Yep. So it, it weren't that. Yeah, it weren't the fact that everything was so loud it was saturating. It was the fact that the pedal yeah. was doing everything right. Excellent so. News. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will do a, a video review on on this at some point, but you've pretty much heard it there, to be honest. So, <laughs> yeah. but I mean the proof's in the pudding, so I'm, I'm going to get some some sound clips up and and whatnot, and get that done properly. Um, I've done <laughs> other things this week, um, but I don't think I care too much. Um, because we're kind of halfway into our cast already, and <laughs> we haven't done any actual. Um, yeah, actual I'll, news or anything. I'll leave what the new pedal board sounds like until I can put the entire thing together. Yeah. Just before we do move on to, because we we're doing it doing it slightly different this week. But just before we do move on, um, two or so days ago, I think it might have been either yesterday or the day before, um, we had an absolutely amazing uh, entry for the the solo competition. So I would urge you to go check that out. It's um, everything Joseph. Uh, 
features quite a bit with the Hello Sailor stuff, um, and he's he's got the the most uh, most hilarious guitar faces, um, pretty much ever. So that, I mean that's that's well worth watching anyway. But his solo is pretty awesome too. So yeah, check that out. And and if you haven't already, get your um, get your entries in for the solo competition. We are uh, fourteen days into November now. Um, so time, it's not gonna not gonna last forever. And that that prize pot is looking pretty tasty. Nice. So yeah. Um, but like, like I said, we're going to do it slightly different this week. We're going to go. We're going to do start with a question. Um, this is f- a, a question that I um, I received maybe like two or three weeks ago, and I just keep forgetting about it. But it came to me. Uh, so I, I I posed this question to Matt before the before the cast uh, started as well. So a, a good friend of ours, uh, Ian was after a Univibe and a rotary pedal. So he's after kind of some subtle um Hendrixy vibes, but it's it's not gonna be used on every um on every every one of his tracks. So he doesn't want to be spending big bucks for it. Um so we're gonna throw out some suggestions for him. But in true Fret Talk podcast style as well, we're not only gonna do that. We're gonna entertain ourselves a little bit whilst doing it. Um, part part of me choosing this question was, in fact, that I felt very ill ill equipped to answer the question because I I am uh, not very not very clued up on rotary pedals, so I wanted to do a bit of research myself, and I thought this was an absolutely perfect um, perfect idea to do it. Um, but yeah, the, there's uh, some some little vibe pedals which. I um I was a bit surprised by it as well. So it's it's a real eye opener. So first of all we're gonna we're gonna start with our like real real budget end. Uh so we've got to do one of each, so uh Univibe and Rotary. Matt, do you wanna start us off? You can you can start us off with the the Univibe if you if you will. Uh so my cheap Univibe, um I I struggled to find one. Um the only thing I could find under 50 quid at a quick sort of air search was the Nuix, or I'm going to call them Nux. I'm pretty yeah. sure they're like Nuix or whatever. Nuix, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's spelt Nux, so they're getting called Nux. It's like <laughs> Cotone. Just deal with it. Yeah. Um, so it's the Nux Monterey Vibe guitar effects pedal. Um, so obviously Monterey Vibe, so it's going to be at least trying to do that Hendrix thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like a photocopy of a photocopy. <laughs> yeah. Um it's like a mini pedal size, like a um T C mini pedal size. Similar knobs to the T C mini pedals as well. Yeah. Fair play. Um I, I don't know a great deal about Nooks. Um oh, from what I've heard their qualities hit and miss. It's a bit like like a lot of the the kind of China brands that some pedals will be pretty decent and then some will be a bit uh, not worth the cash. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I I will prefix prefix this with 
not actually heard what it sounds like. I couldn't find like with, it, <laughs> yeah. with a quick Google, I couldn't find the video demo. So it might be terrible. <laughs> That's but... never a good sign, is it? Really, <laughs> it's never a good sign. Um, I've got an absolute blind for that one. Um, there's a company called Moen. M O E N. Moan. 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 Um, they're pretty much they're they're one of these Chinese brands again. Um, very similar to Joyo in the fact that they're not the mini pedals. They they tend to bring out the bigger box ones. Um, and one of their kind of shining hits is called the Shaky Jimmy. Um, so it's a purple pedal, which in and of itself is awesome. Um, it's got like a kind of pink outline of uh, of Jimi Hendrix on it, and it's um, it's got it's got all the controls that you'd expect, and the the chorus and vibrato switch. This is a pedal that I believe uses um, like the the proper photo cells to to cause the um, the the throbby univibiness. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty good. And the, the original one is 34 pounds. Um, but they, they do a smaller box version now, I believe for 28, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah. So, so that's pretty cool. Um, I, I first came across that one, um, uh, on the, in the blues YouTube channel, the, um, Australian guy. Uh, he okay. he really raves about the the shaky Jimmy, uh, and he he had one on, on his board for for quite a while. Um, right, let's go into the rotary because I don't think there is another choice. I think we've both got the the budget one. Yeah, I think we went for the same one, didn't we? The the yeah, the Vibraclone, whatever it's called. Yeah, the Vibraclone. <laughs> yeah, because um, there isn't anything else. Yeah, but I mean. Having listened to the the product videos, um, it sounds pretty good. It's, I mean, it's it's not like the the expensive version that I've got. It won't it won't stand up to that at all. But like for for what Ian's after, like something which will sound a bit like a uniform, uh, not a uniform, a rotary. And for I think I got it at thirty five pounds. Yeah, that's where I found it for thirty five as well. There you go. The, you can't really complain at that. And like having felt the the quality of those pedals, it's it's built built well. It's not like you're picking up one of the old Behringer pedals with the plastic housings. So it's gonna it's gonna withstand a bit of a beating. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that was a pretty cool one. Right now for the the mid price one, this is potentially where Ian might actually go for it because uh, I don't think he was after saving every penny that he needs uh, so the mid price we we kind of second guessed each other with this didn't we for the uh, the vibe yeah <laughs> uh, well it was a, a shot between two and one of them was TC so I went for the other one <laughs> yeah so again yeah so TC viscous vibe and it really surprised me how cheap they've become, actually. Uh, so that that, 90 quid, did I see? Uh, 72. Jesus. Yep. 72 quid. Didn't they used to be like 120, 130 quid, those pedals? They did. 
They did. And they do a mini version as well, I believe. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much the mini one is, but I, I know that the full-size version is £72 at the moment. And, yeah, I mean, for the sake of, like, TC tone print stuff as well, that's it's pretty hard to beat. And you went with... Uh, you went with something a little bit more traditional, didn't you, Matt? So I went with the Jim Dunlop, Jim Dunlop Hendrix Univibe. So that's the the recent kind of, I think twenty sixteen reissues. Yeah, the uh, sil- silver face with the kind of purple purple Hendrix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yep, that's it. I yeah, mean, one hundred and fifteen quid. So it's a little bit more expensive, but um, it's kind of go- going for that classic Hendrix sound, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd still say kind of mid tier, and you can get the 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 non branded uni vibe for around that as well, can't you? Yeah, I think the non branded one was one hundred and five. I did spot it, but like, I want a picture, a purple picture of <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. I mean, I'd pay an extra tenner for that. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, right, so for the um, the roto, then what are we talking? Um, so I struggled to like. Rotary in the mid range is I found quite difficult to find. Yeah. So what I've done is I've gone well. My expensive one is like way over two hundred or is over two hundred and fifty quid. So I'm going to say one hundred and sixty nine quid is mid priced for a rotary pedal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I've I've gone for the Keely Electronics Dino My Roto Chorus Flange Rotary Pedal. So it does all three. It's got a chorus setting a flange setting and a rotary setting. I mean, for the fact that it's got all of that additional um additional functionality, I think you can you can forgive it for being a little bit more. Yeah, um basically I I looked through a couple of demo videos. I, I can't remember what the other one I looked at was, but there was a couple of pedals in this price bracket and the rotary sound on this convinced me more than whatever else I was looking at. Yeah, so I went for this one. Right, so I I managed to find a, a very kind of reasonably priced, um, yeah, almost you could almost argue that it's somewhere in the budget line as well. Uh, Dan Electro, billionaire, big spender, sixty three pounds ninety. So I I didn't a lot, I, a lot more. Yeah. A lot more reasonably priced. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Um it comes with like a weird it so they're a lot of the these uh, these billionaire pedals are like clinical white. But they, they come with a colour. And this one is like a seafoam green, which is it's that's another bonus for this one. Um so yeah, I I don't know how it sounds though. I I can't I can't vouch for that. because um, I didn't research that one. <laughs> I was I was running out of time. Uh, I I did some I, I listened to some of the the product videos for stuffing out actual news rather than rather than this. Thought that was more important. Let's get on to the expensive bits because these these are actually quite funny. <laughs> right, so um what are we saying for the, the vibe then Matt? Expensive vibe. So, I just Googled Univibe and had a flick through like the you know the shop shop part at the top of um, 
uh, Google yeah, when yeah. you like it comes up. And so I was scrolling along there, and I saw something that made me giggle. So I yep. thought I'd look at the product the product demo for it, and it's actually a really good, really good sounding uh, Univibe. It's stereo in and out, so you know it does it does it properly. Yep, and it's by a company called Dorna Prince, who I don't know much about. Yeah. And they've called their Univibe the Vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That, is, that gets the fret talk seal of approval, that does. So, yeah, it's coming in at 239. Just, I think we should email them and, and let them know that they, their, uh, <laughs> their product gets the fret talk, fret talk best buy <laughs> bargain. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think uh, mine was the uh, the earthquake depths, um, but if it's funny that you mentioned like stereo in stereo out, I think the viscous vibe is stereo in stereo out. If I remember rightly, a lot of the TC uh, tone print ones are. Yeah, they I'm are. I'm pretty sure that one is. Um, I don't think the depths is, however. Being Earthquaker, it's probably gonna be all right. So, I th- I think that's I think it's okay. Um, and the graphic on it's all right as well. Right, this is <laughs> this is where it gets funny because you thought you'd uh, you thought you'd found the most expensive one, didn't you, Matt? Well, I didn't think I found them. I just went. Yeah, it's Strymon, so it's going to be really expensive, but it's going to sound really good. So I just like I knew about the Strymon Lex. I've I'm not a rotary sound person. Yeah, it sounds fairly like the Leslie songs that I've heard. Yeah, which is my understanding of what a rotary is going for. I might even be wrong with that, but that's <laughs> that's the sound that I was thinking of. Yeah, and I know Strymon do a version. It seems to do that sound, and yeah, I, th- I think it's done it really well. So I went for the Strymon Lex, which is two hundred and seventy quid, which I thought was kind of obscenely priced for a rotary pedal. Yeah, yeah. Apparently not. Going to use for like three songs in a set. That's good. <laughs> if you're lucky, <laughs> that's it, isn't it? I mean, the, the reason why we we don't have a, a plethora of choice with this is because a lot of people think. Is it really worth it for the fact that people might buy this? Whereas if we release a Tube Screamer, they will buy it. Yeah. Um, So I've gone for the Neo Instruments Ventilator 2, um, which has featured on that pedal show quite a few times. Um, Very, very authentic, according to um, Dan, whose ears are apparently magical um <laughs> so i mean if if anyone knows what a, a rotary uh speaker is supposed to sound like it's that guy um because he's he's yeah. probably got one um because he's, he's such a nerd over like vintage obscure gear that comes in at 350 pounds <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm almost certain that it, um, Ian does not want want to spend that much on two or three songs. 
<laughs> yeah, no, um, I don't know anybody that wants to spend that kind of money on that. Uh, so, I mean, this pedal, it's absolutely fucking massive. I think it's more more big than the, than your uh, your Hello Sailor pedal. Um, so that that is saying something. But it's it's got three switches as well. Um, so it's got your, your fast, slow ramp switch. But it's also got a stop switch, which I assume you press that and it simulates the the slowing down of the um the cone no so the stop switch will be when you turned off the leslie there was two ways of doing it you could let it slow itself down yeah or you could press a button that fired like a wooden rod into it to stop it immediately fucking hell so i assume this the stop switch is to do that i I believe that's what i've heard i'm not it was on something about the beatles Okay, and, and yeah, there's there's something that makes the like the spinning speaker stop spinning instantly by firing like a wooden thing into it, so it can't spin anymore. That, so um, I'm guessing that's what the stop switch would do. Every day's a school day, isn't it? Every day's a school day. I might be totally wrong. That would just be my guess. You know, I'm not going to argue with it. I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, the Dan Electro Big Spender also had the fast slow ramp on it so oh i thought that was quite an impressive um feature on that considering it was 63 pounds um so yeah let's let's move on anyway because we've we've given him uh we've given him some food for thought and if he really does want to get the the pinnacle of rotary tone we've given him two two fine options there <laughs> And if he wants to tell people he's got a vibrator on his board, he knows where to go. Indeed. <laughs> I, I'm just going to give a um, a honourable mention, kind of mid-price. Um, I think it might be able to do both. I think it might have a rotary and a, and a univibe on it, but I know it's definitely got a univibe. The, the Line 6 M5, and it's a pretty good sounding univibe as well. Um, but the, the bonus of that is that it's not just a univibe, it's any other pedal Everything. that you want. Yeah. As long as you it's don't look at the drives, because nope. I mean, you can look at them, just don't use them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'd like a tube screamer. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. You, oh God, no. The, the best thing about the drives on that is the fact that there's no volume control on any of them, and they've all got a different level. That's the, the best thing about the, the drives of the M5, apart from the fact that they sound horrendous anyway, is the fact that there's no level control, so there's just all over the place. It's hilarious. Yeah, I think the less said about the drives on that, the better. <laughs> but no one ever buys an M5 thinking, you know what, I'm going to use this as my, my kind of my base, base drive tone, this. Because if, if you are, if, if that's what you're thinking... Stop playing the guitar. Yeah, you need to you need to get yourself checked out because things ain't working right. <laughs> right, so let's let's smash some news because we're at like forty odd minutes already. <laughs> um, so let's smash some news. It's been Nam, or it is Nam, or Nam is happening soon. I don't know. Nam is Nam either is happening, has happened. Or will happen. I think. I think it's two of those things. <laughs> it. I, I mean, if like all all three of those things is pretty much 
any situation. So <laughs> we're, we're covered. Yeah. I'll just I'll edit in in post which one is correct, or I won't. Um, <laughs> so Bogner, um, they have got some rather lovely pedals. They they've got a, a, a lovely selling um, ecstasy pedals. The green the green green. That's not a colour at all. Uh, red, the red and the blue uh, ecstasy pedals uh, have been like a long-standing, um, long-standing pedals in the the Bogner pedal lineup. Uh, they are pretty fucking big though, and as we have established, like certain big pedals are lovely, but there's a trend for people making big pedals slightly less big, um, and. Bogner have followed in that trend, so they've they've um, slimmed down the the red and blue ecstasy pedals. Um, so, in doing so, you'd you'd have to compromise something, but not much. So, they've managed to like slim down the the circuit, but the they've taken away also. There's a a boost function. With the with the full size ones, and they've taken that away, but all of the other functionality is still there. Um, so you've got a three band EQ gain volume gain structure switch. So with the blue, so the blue one is uh, it's it's more of a subtle drive, uh, and the red one is definitely definitely more gainy. Uh, so the 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 gain structure switch for the blue one, it's got high, medium, and low. Um, and then the red one is just gain more gain. Uh, so I mean that kind of tells you <laughs> as to what they're about already, doesn't it? Really. <laughs> um, the I mean they're both kind of modern drive sounding, but the the blue one is slightly more leaning towards the vintage, um, whereas the the red is definitely within that kind of modern modern gain structure. Um, there's also a voicing switch, um, so lots and lots of um, kind of tonal, um, tonal shaping with that. Um, yeah, what are you thinking? What are you thinking behind these? I, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'd never heard of Bogner before. <laughs> um, I don't know whether I've been living under a rock or just I've not paid attention. The only to me, Bogner is. It's I'm a, pretty it's sure a place. <laughs> there, there, there's there's a football team that uh, like you always see in the pro, pro, preliminary rounds of the FA Cup called Bogner Regis. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever heard the word Bogner before. So I assume it's a small town in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's spelt differently. Bogner in the UK is spelt B-O-G-N-O-R, whereas Bogner is with an E-R. Um, right. Okay. Um, I mean, it, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna say I probably like the blue one better if that's the lighter version. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, like I've lived under a, a rock for so long that I, I'm not probably not gonna pick one of these up just because I'll go for a drive pedal from a company I've heard of. Yeah, but so a, a quick kind of uh, history from what I know of Bogner is that. Um, Rein Reinhardt Bogner um, 
is is a German chap, obviously with that name. Uh, <laughs> I believe he started out like modding marshals and, and like supercharging them, and then went on to make his own own stuff, which was like super high gain. the The Uber Shawl is one of his kind of more well known ones, and being called the Uber Shawl. You would expect it to be full of shawl, (laughs) which I assume is drive. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't speak German, but you just have to assume these things. Um, Yeah, sprechen Sie Deutsch, yeah. He teamed up with uh, Line 6 kind of mid-2000s to produce the Spider Valve. So it was like the Line 6 pod stuff attached (laughs) to the... um, the Bogner designed amplifiers. He went from make hot rodding marshals to putting valve in a line six spider. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. But it, it worked out well for him because it, it, it gained notoriety of his name. And like I say, like these pedals, the, the red and the blue Bogner pedals, uh, are quite ubiquitous. And I, I see, uh, I see them not like massively often, but I see them like relatively, relatively often on the uh, on the gear exchanges, and they they hold their value pretty well. Um, however, for me, if I was going to buy a uh, a Bogner pedal, it would definitely be the blue one. It wouldn't be the red one, but I think I'd like the full size version. I think having that extra boost is more yeah. important to me than having a smaller pedal. I mean, it depends on what size board you want to put it on, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Um, but, yeah, so Bugner making new pedals. But there's no information about price. So, who knows? Four ne- million pounds. <laughs> they, they, then it would definitely not be... a. A, a good decision to trade your <laughs> your your smaller box, uh, your bigger box version for it, because I don't yeah. think they're quite. I think they're like hundred and like kind of the late hundred hundred odd hundred and eighty ish. I don't know. Deutschmark. <laughs> I assume you can buy them in Deutschmarks as well. I don't know. Do they still use Deutschmarks or is it euros these days? No, they're euros. Yeah. <laughs> Deutschmark. Wasn't it funny? Since like ninety nine. I was going to say, weren't it funny how, like, the UK were like, yeah, everyone use the Euro, it'll be awesome. And then we went, nah, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, us playful scamps. Yeah, yeah, and now that's kicking us in the arse, isn't it, with that whole Brexit debacle? Yeah, let's let's not talk about politics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can uh, we can lose a little bit of time to that, can't we? Yeah, we probably lose a lot of listeners as well. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about something a little bit immature. Let's talk about cock. <laughs> um, what are you, you talking about, Matt? What are you talking about? I was I was doing a news segment here. Greg Cock. It, yeah, it's no, it's no less uh, funny when you when you mention his full name, is it? I was gonna say he's an absolutely. Of it, it's still look, cock, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a cock by any other name. 
Um, but he's he's an absolutely immense player, and he he seems like a really cool dude as well. Um, so the Reverend have kind of been teasing the fact that he's going to be having a, a signature model soon, and I think he's been seen out with this new kind of telly telly esque thing. Yeah, so the one he's been seen out with has a pickup surround that it's not going to have, and there's a couple of other features that he said are not going to be on it, but it just makes it easier for him to make changes and stuff whilst he's trying to work out what he wants. I've seen an almost official-looking photo of the guitar, and it still has the pickups around. Ah. Um, Well, I can't remember. I think it might have been... Gra put in the group that he'd been out to watch Greg Cock and he was playing his new reverend but had said that it won't look like this and there'll be a few cheap tweaks and changes so maybe uh, that they, maybe he decided to keep it or I don't know yeah I, I don't know I really don't but um, again it's it's kind of NAM news so it's not really news it's pre-news pre-news <laughs> yeah Free news, yeah, that's a new thing. You've you've yeah. had had news, you've had fake news, now you've got pre news. Uh so it it's kind of a telly meets a firebird in the fact that it's got a like a raised centre section. Uh, right. Through the whole of it. Um on on the, the pictures that I saw it's got it's still got the the neck pickups around, which kind of makes sense if you want it to have the sound of a telly. You need the pickup mounted on a plate rather than mounted onto the body, which mm. that pickup surround would do. Yeah, because um, it's only a half guard. It's not a. It's not a full kind of telly telly pick right. guard. Okay. So it's like the smaller one that's on my Cabernet rather than a full yeah, size. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like that. Yeah, definitely like. That. Um, so what else have we got? It's it's a baked maple neck as well, uh, which again is it's a it's a reverend thing, isn't it? They they do a lot <laughs> of that. maple, indeed. Uh, and it's coming in sea foam or or whatever whatever <clears throat> finish. What's that? This cock is coming in sea foam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> yeah, this cock comes safer, <laughs> foaming all over the place. Sorry, <laughs> I just couldn't resist. Into, wh- wh- why resist <laughs> when there's a when there's a grand cock for the uh, for the taking? Just uh, just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, as you were. Yeah. So I mean, Greg Cock signature Reverend Tilly. Um, we're probably going to be talking over a grand mark, um, considering it's the uh, a signature, and it's probably going to be relatively um, limited. But it looks it looks cool. I think it's it looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, like I say, I've, I've I haven't seen the latest version, but I've seen some versions that he's been seen out playing with. And, yeah. You know, it it looks like a. a a nice guitar. Um, obviously, I've never played a Reverend, so I don't know. But I, I'm sure because if the people that I know that have got them or that have played them and say that they are awesome guitars, I know Chris has got one. Well, Chris has got about three. Um, yeah. Mick Dodd's got one. So you know, 
the people that I trust say they're awesome guitars. So yeah, yeah. I think that that's it. I've I've tried to get my hands on on a on a Reverend, um, and to to no avail. I don't think there's any any local, but I I I implicitly trust uh, trust Chris. I mean, Chris has got one. Uh, our Paul as well used to have one. Yeah. Um, Mick, Mick, yeah, I think Mick's got more than one now. Mick actually Mick's bought one two. off. Yeah, he bought off one off Chris. Chris. <laughs> yeah. I think Chris currently has three, but one is for sale. Yeah. Mick's got two, one of which used to be Chris's. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think what we're saying is if we can get our hands on one of these cocks, then it's, uh, it's going to be, gonna be definitely a fun time, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to give the cock a good seeing too, see whether I uh, enjoy it or not. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a joke about like running up and down the, the shaft or... <laughs> don't know. Maybe. Um, so Giving final... a good finger in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is sleep deprivation kicking in now, isn't it? Um <laughs> Our final bit of news, uh, like we, we're up at the hour mark, but I reckon I reckon we can bash this one out pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> oh my! Um, so Moore, Moore have gone and given us Moore. Moore are giving us Moore. Yeah, of the preamp pedal. So they're giving us two more, two Moore. Um, the first one is the UK Gold PLX. Which is based on what that might be. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yes. It's the Vox AC15 from 1973. That's it. <laughs> uh, you're not far off. So it's a, a 67 uh, 50 watt plexi head owned by Tracy Guns of LA Guns. Um, and you you mentioned that he was uh, he's something to do with Guns and Roses as well. Yeah. It? So Guns and Roses formed. Initially with Tracy Guns and Axel Rose did some of his normal whinging about people and got rid of Tracy Guns from the band but kept the name. It was yeah. in Slash's autobiography. It's like 10 years since I've read it. So I can't remember all the details. But yeah, um, they were basically in the band together. So Guns and Roses were in the same band and then they fell out over something. And yeah. LA Guns was kind of formed to try and go up against Guns N' Roses and ultimately didn't quite do as well. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't work out <laughs> all that well. But it's like um it's like Megadeth and uh, Metallica, isn't it? Like Yeah. Mustaine um like brought out Megadeth and they they never really um reached the heights that Metallica did. But they still no. did pretty well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I was lucky enough to see Dave Mustaine perform with Metallica for the first time in the UK. Shit, man. The big four did Sonosphere in 2011, and they all came on the stage, so all the guitarists, bassists, and three of the four drummers, plus all the vocalists, came out to do Am I Evil, so there's like 24 of them on the stage or whatever it is. Yeah. So you had all the guys from Anthrax, all the guys from Slayer, all the guys from Megadeth, and all the guys from Metallica out on stage. 
plus some of the guys from Diamond Head as well. They came out and did Am I Evil, and it was amazing. Fair play. And I was there, and that, that will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's a pretty special moment. That was a pretty special moment. Um, so, meh, meh. Um, it's it's based around this um, this sixty-seven uh, fifty-watt plexi. Um, the product video does not play any subtle blues. Okay, okay. So we're 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 going to say that it's different from the last we, the last one from last week that was Marshall that was a Marshall mod. Like, yeah, like was it any better? Um, I mean, in terms of like demonstrating that it does do gain, yes. <laughs> that sounds like it has a caveat. It it has a massive caveat. The massive caveat is um, the the bloke doing it didn't really didn't really want to show any restraint. Um, so there was like. Uh, maybe like three or four seconds of okay here's some some quite tasty lead work and then oh my god he's just literally fret wanking that guitar oh just and, don't <laughs> yeah just, for anybody demonstrating a pedal don't fret wank because you can't tell what the pedal is doing just yeah don't do it just no no and the, no the problem with that being is that it weren't particularly the tightest um, shredding as well. I, I'm, I'm not trying to call him out and say I could do better because I definitely couldn't. But the, the sweeping that he was doing wasn't... Uh, it, it was a bit sloppy and the, 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 the fretwork as well was, again, a little bit sloppy. And I, I don't mean to be that guy, but just slow it down a little bit and you'll hit all of the notes perfectly and it'll sound a lot better and I won't won't then start complaining <laughs> that the uh, the product video is just a guy wanking a guitar. <laughs> um, so yeah, if we could find a middle ground between those two, I'd, I'd be happy. I'd, I think I'd be fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, from that, it sounded like a pretty decent, um, pretty decent plexi, Preamp pedal, from what I could tell, anyway. Yeah. Um, to the to the credit of the guy though, he used like multiple different guitars. So like he used certain guitars with humbuckers, but then like coil split, and then like guitars with like the, there was a a Les Paul with a P ninety in it as well, um, and like an Ibanez RG. So he was using like a, a plethora of different instruments so that was that was pretty cool it was very thorough in that that sense um and there's a second second pedal so we we get to hear more um so this is the the blue no or blue no um so it's apparently based on a 36 watt class a ug30 which i ain't got a fucking clue what that, that amp is but i'm imagining something kind of voxy voiced Considering it's class A, yeah, um, thirty-six watt. I don't know. Um, so it's it kind of takes itself as being chimey, full of headroom, not not vastly gainy. Could it not be one of those 
blue guitar amp thingies. Maybe. Could, yeah, potentially. Just thinking, because aren't they German? And isn't Bueno like Kinder Buenos? And are they not from Germany? Um, yeah, Ki- <laughs> the 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 company who makes Kinder stuff is German, but the word Bueno is definitely <laughs> not German. No, it's Spanish, but I mean, it's like blue blue guitar. I'd, that's where my head went. Sorry, I like as as you were saying it in my head. That's what that's what my thought process to get to the blue guitar amps was. <laughs> oh, no, it, it makes a lot more sense than what my my head is saying. It, it's just a giant question mark uh, when it came to this. So, uh, if we've got a theory, we're gonna run with it. So there you go. It's based on something by Thomas Blug. Yeah. Uh, he was doing something on Facebook the other day, actually, like a live um, live stream, I believe. Um, I didn't watch it, so... <laughs> so you don't know. <laughs> yeah, so that that's pretty useless information. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'll, I'll get back on with the show now. I was going to say, um, I've given plenty of useless information on this cast before. It's totally fine. Um so yeah, the guy, the 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 same guy who was shredding the shit out of this um, this plexi pedal played this one, and he played a lot more tastefully. It wasn't entirely tastefully, but it was it was somewhat more tastefully. And out of the two, I would probably choose this one because it was like subtle bluesy and generally quite lovely. Okay. Um, so yeah, the preamp pedals. It's it's not something that I've looked into so much before, but these things they sounded really good. So, like the other, so they did like a run of ten. Was it to start with? Of these, Is yeah. This, it, so something I, like I vaguely remember them coming out and people saying that there were some of them in there really good and some of them that were all right. So I imagine the Plexi will be. Good, just because I like that sound. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the other one because we don't know what it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what it's supposed to sound like. But yeah, it it did it sounded it sounded pretty pretty decent. Yeah, I mean, like, because there's I think they've still only got like fourteen or fifteen out in this range, but then they brought out like a a multi one with thirty five in it, didn't they? So I assume there's more to come. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I believe they work on a system where they release like a couple every, uh, maybe a couple of months. Um, I've, I vaguely remember them talking about a subscription service where you could buy, um, <laughs> like buy them all up front and and get them delivered as they as they get um get released. But That's I might dangerous. have just dreamt. Yeah, I might have dreamt that. <laughs> If you have, can you undream it? Because that's dangerous. I don't want anybody yeah. doing that kind of thing because I'll end up with a fucking <laughs> 10 subscriptions to 20 different pedal manufacturers and two amp companies and a load that's of shit it. will turn up at my door and I'll have nowhere to put it. I, I mean, like doing these interview series with uh, pedal builders who, who just make really awesome pedals and... Yeah. Like uh, our our bloke at Bolt Guitars as well, who like every so often he'll just like share share up something on on Facebook, which is an absolute yeah. belter. It's yeah. just like fuck, mate. My wallet cannot take this anymore. 
Well, thanks to your interview series, I'm pretty sure there's like 600 quid gone out of my account. <laughs> Minimum. Yep. So, it. yeah. Like, I mean, it is a dangerous game, but like, in all seriousness, these these guys are they're they're producing some absolutely fantastic stuff, and it's 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 a great thing to be supporting like the 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 local guys and the the kind of the little manufacturers. Yeah, that that's it. And and like at the end of the day, I'm not going to buy something that I'm not confident in it being good quality. Like I'm not going to drop. 400 quid on a bolt guitar if I'm not confident that he's going to make a good guitar I'm not going to drop whatever it was on the Hello Sailor effects if I'm not confident that he's a, an incredible pedal manufacturer yeah like, yeah yeah you just just hearing the way that these people speak you can hear how passionate they are about it and there are a lot of guitar pedal manufacturers out there who you see interviews with on YouTube and it sounds like they're not interested in talking about their own company which to me <laughs> Just yeah. screams. Why are you doing it then? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not a um, not a profession that you go into um, without loving what you're doing because you you don't go into this for the chicks or the money because <laughs> you're gonna be sorely disappointed. Yeah, um, but like, kind of mirroring your sentiment that. When you hear these guys on the interview, they uh, they are passionate about it, and I I don't approach um, companies of people who I don't get that vibe, who I don't think that they're putting their all into their their stuff. Um, which I mean, my my selection process for the interviews is is like hugely scrutinised by that that fact that I'm I'm looking for those those uh, companies who are not necessarily massive but are like so enthusiastic about their product and, and absolutely put their heart and soul into it and you are guaranteeing yourself to get um, a, a really good uh, product at the end of it yep yeah and like I say like everybody you've had on so far has come across passionate about what they do whether whether it's building guitars, whether it's building effects, whether it's your man from Pedalboards of Doom who wanted to have a really good guitar community that he could go to for whatever it was, whether it's help with building pedals, whether it's help with, like, you want information about certain pedals or amps or pickups or whatever. He wanted to build that kind of community and he was passionate about that. And yes, it wasn't his to start with, but he took it over and it's kind of become his baby. And, like, the people that you've had on, like, are all passionate about whatever it is that they're doing and it's been great like I've really enjoyed all of the interviews yeah yeah I, I can't get wait uh, can't wait to get started on the uh, the next series uh, to be honest I've, I've got some ideas for some people who, who are going to be uh, going to be up on that but uh, yeah I can't, can't get uh, literally can't wait to get started with that <laughs> um, and I think uh, it's probably going to be bad for our, our wallets but who cares yeah. who cares um, and I think that's where we're going to end it for this week um, so if you want to catch myself on Tinterwebs you go facebook.com slash budget pedal chap uh, instagram.com slash budget pedal chap and on YouTube you search a budget, budget pedal chap this week's video is the TC Afterglow 
So you get to see um, some knob tweaking on that. He he he. Um, but also like some some kind of more live playthrough as well. Uh, I, I went quite in depth with this one because, uh, like I say, I really enjoyed it. Um, Ace. And if you want to catch the um, all of the guys from the Fret Talk podcast, not just myself and Matt, but like guys from previous um, previous casts and a lot of the guys who um, who've done the interviews as well, hang out in the the Fret Talk podcast group, and that's on Facebook. So Facebook groups slash. Fret Talk Pod- I, don't, I don't think it's even a slash. But yeah, just search it up, Fret Talk Podcast Group. It's all in the show notes as well. So like, feel free to, to hit up the links in there because it makes things a hell of a lot easier. Um, if you want to catch Matt online, he does another podcast about wrestling. Um, the Wrestling Podcasts. Yep. Um, it's called Matt and the Wrestlers. No? Um <laughs> Bad Booker's bad, Wrestling Podcast. Bad Booker's Wrestling Podcast. Um, and that you can catch you on Twitter as well at heel underscore Matt Q. Correct. Um, I was just... While I was, while I was saying that, I was thinking about the, uh, the the band name that I was trying to force on you this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Which one? Was I, it I, Meteora and the... Yeah, that's it. Meteora and the Birthday Boys. Sounds like an amazing band, that does. I'd, I would definitely go and see Meteora and the Birthday Boys. Uh, and if you want to know what the hell that's about, go and check out our back catalogue because that's uh, that was our last episode. Uh, and we've got, we've got other, other such episodes which are all available for free and literally each and every one of them since day one, they are available for free. Um, so, yeah, go check those out. Give us some likes and whatnot on uh, on iTunes. Get us rising up those ranks if you can. Uh, it really helps us out. And thank you for listening because it's just it's we don't do this just so that me and me and Matt can have a little chat every week. Although that's part of the reason because we <laughs> believe it or not we do actually like each other. Uh, yeah. But we do we do it for you guys as well. We we do this this cast because you guys listen, and because of that, we we extend our absolute thanks. So from myself, Mister Budget Pedal Chap, from Mister Matt Quine, it's going to be a goodbye and good night for this week. Goodbye and good night. Ta-da. 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 Yeah, I'm pretty sure we could have gone for another half hour easy there if we'd have wanted to yeah well <laughs> in in kind of like three four weeks time is it no it's got to be more than that for our christmas spectacular we've got to do that again yeah yeah <laughs>